Hi, and welcome to the Breadwinner Podcast. I'm Niels Brian Lowe, and each episode, I talk to a guest about how they're maximizing value from investments in technology like Salesforce and NetSuite. Yep, yep, I know, a podcast about CRM and accounting software integration sounds dreadful. But Breadwinner is out talking to customers, to partners, and to technical folks every day about this stuff. Breadwinner are constantly amazed by the business value that's being unleashed in this space. So, we've recorded some of those conversations to share here. Full disclosure, this podcast is brought to you by Breadwinner, who provide products that integrate Salesforce with ERP platforms, accounting systems, and payment providers. But the purpose of this podcast isn't to sell products. If you'd like to know more, head over to breadwinner.com. Otherwise, do just join us for today's conversation. I'm delighted to be joined today by Ian Moore, the founder and head of services at Excellent Zephyr in London. Welcome to the podcast, Ian. Hi, Niels. Great to be here. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, well, I mean, start by telling us a little bit about uh, Excellent Zephyr and uh, the work you guys do. We are a NetSuite solution provider. We focus specifically on retailers. That's both retailers with um, an online e-commerce presence and an in-store bricks and mortar. We also provide integration and automation services as well, but our primary focus is for retail. Well, thanks so much for joining us, uh, Ian. And you know, I guess the question I'd have for you is, what are the big themes that you're currently seeing in the market for connecting NetSuite to your customers' wider tech landscape, uh, especially their customer-edge tech stack? I think from our perspective, when we talk to retailers, it's how do you balance the in-store bricks and mortar offering with your e-commerce offering? Obviously, we've had very turbulent three years with unbelievable succession of events that nobody could have foresaw. And it's had a massive impact on retail. Some retailers have thrived that weren't here three years ago. Some traditional retailers have actually, you know, really had a tough time and it's how you weather that storm. So for us, what we are trying to do and what we are seeing and get requests is we've developed two sides of our business. And when we're talking to retail, we'd say, look, here's what we've we come up with for an in-store offering. Specifically, what does that mean? I'll come on to in a minute. And here's an e-commerce offering. What does that mean? And the customer can either take both of those or can take one of them. So from our side, when if we're talking to a retailer, they say, right, we want to connect our business or connect our tech stack. What we are finding now is if you, if you specifically take in-store, it's integrating your NetSuite and bringing into NetSuite and treating it as this one source of truth, this consolidated repository of information that you can trust to get anything and everything out of there. The great thing about NetSuite, if it goes in, it can come out. And that's the great thing about it. You can extract any sort of information you want from NetSuite. And now you can pretty much put every sort of information in. So specifically for in-store and what customers are asking us for is things like a footfall, how do we get footfall data? Because footfall is everything. If you've got an inst- uh, a bricks and mortar store and got nobody visiting, that's the problem. So you need to know who's visiting. So we work with other software solutions and we integrate that into NetSuite so that when that data comes into NetSuite, they can look at footfall segmented by gender, age, they can have total visitor count, passerby traffic even. So on a good day, what does, what does that look like? And then if you align that with sales from your point of sale, it starts to give you a very good granular level of reporting and profitability 
what sold well, what was that due to weather? And we can, we can even capture and bring in weather conditions or is, is there like local things happening? Was there a farmer's market on for argument's sake that would generate, you know, a spike in traffic on a certain day? And would that mean there's a certain gender type that would be attracted? Are you located next to a sports ground? Would that mean that there'd be more men on a certain day that would promote men's or, or, you know, something for female that they might be casually popping by and, and doing? So that's the kind of thing that we're seeing is this ability to bring in extraordinary data, not just the obvious stuff, things like workforce management, you know, having the correct amount of people staffing on the store on the right day allied with footfall. I mean, that's invaluable. But it's that kind of thing. Um, store management. And what we mean by store management is lighting, climatic control, room data, linger times around certain products, certain things are going to be maybe on promotion that day or could be any number of reasons. And it's just capturing all of that data, bringing it into NetSuite and presenting it on a dashboard to the right person so that that person who runs that business, maybe ops, can bring in the, all this incredibly rich data, present it in, in, in a way that makes sense to them. And, and basically just data analytics is absolutely everything. So that's one side that we're trying to do. Um, so I hope that gives you an insight to the kind of things we're being asked to do now. And on the on the e-commerce side, I mean, I, I was talking to a guest the other day, actually, who, who was very interestingly talking about the um, challenges of connecting ERP to uh, e-commerce third-party exchange data. But in a RevOps sense, how to reconcile uh, that third-party uh, e-commerce exchange revenue flows with the ERP. Is that a challenge you're seeing? Uh, very much so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an ongoing live issue for, for most of our customers, actually. So... We kind of addressed that by doing um, a business cycle, um, sales cycle called order to cash. So the, what we mean by that is the orders taken from the e-commerce platform. We bring it into NetSuite and we can see what's been sold. We can see how, what the quantity is. We can make sure that that um, product can be fulfilled. We can see what discounts have been applied. We can see, you know, um, if there's any kind of gift wrapping, whatever it may be, bringing that in so you can, again, break down the revenue to, to a granular level to see, again, what's happening, what data that's being produced from the insight into customer behavior. We then pass that on to a 3PL, a third-party logistics company for fulfillment, and then we then notify and bring all that the way, the way back into NetSuite if it's been fulfilled or if they can't fulfill it, maybe there's a, a disconnect between the stock in the, the 3PL and NetSuite and the, the website. They shouldn't be if it's done properly, and we do do that. but. If it's done real time, which is what we try and do, so that the view of stock across the entire business from what the consumer sees on the website to what the guys in the warehouse see should be aligned. And obviously the people looking into the system should see the same uh, stock balance across everything. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely a challenge, Niels. It is for sure. And, uh, and getting it right is, is a key success factor. You know, very interestingly, this notion that you know you can get it into NetSuite, you can get it out of NetSuite. Uh, you know, we obviously are in the business a breadwinner of uh, you know getting things in and out of Salesforce. So, you know, what does good look like when you're starting to talk about these two big guns out on the in, in a, on a tech landscape? When you've got a customer who's got NetSuite and Salesforce, they're clearly often engaging with customers or tracking customers or doing customer relationship management on the Salesforce side, but they're doing a lot of these wonderful things you're talking about on the NetSuite side. You know, what, what does good look like when you start getting these two big players whether it's salesforce or another crm uh, to start to talk to each other it's very important to make sure that those two systems understand what's in each other and therefore making sure that the data is aligned between 
for argument, Salesforce, as you mentioned, and NetSuite. So that might be just some very basic stuff like, is the customer name correct? There's no duplicates for argument's sake. You don't want people shipping things to the wrong place. Tracking an opportunity, you know, you might be a B2B rather than a B2C, making sure that that opportunity, if it's created in Salesforce, is brought over to, to NetSuite correctly. And then, you know, all of that financial information that sits behind that is created effectively in NetSuite. So it drives the, the P&L and the accounting correctly. So it's absolutely critical. I mean, in data integration was something that I was aware of a few years ago, but really focused on the ELP implementation. For me, making a tech stack work properly, you've got to have three core components that work. You've got to make sure that your ERP, CRM is set up correctly. But fundamentally, if you've got clean working by way or by direction, probably is a better phrase, integration, that is absolutely going to make it, the systems come alive. Not having to worry, have you, have you got the right information, the right system at the right time? If it's aligned and it's there and it's real time, that is an absolute bonus to any business. And also automation, if that is automated, that flow, even better. You've not got to remind yourself or somebody else to do the push of the data or the pull of the data. So it, it, it's everything, actually, these days. You, you partly t- touched on the, the question I was about to ask you next, which is, you know, where you see the market heading over the next few years. And you know, one thing we're seeing very clearly is our customers focused on uh, a new imperative that that need now to get as much value out of the technology they've invested in. They've, they've, they've spent lots of money on things like NetSuite and Salesforce and and yeah. you know, other technologies. You reference some of them, and uh, you know, in these in these new times, the, the the imperative is to try and achieve more with less. There isn't more money coming down the pipeline, so people are trying to squeeze as much value out, sweat the assets as much as possible. Mm. Um, and you make a really interesting point there that, that being able to trigger automations on any side of the, the tech estate theoretically frees people up to do less busy work and do more valuable work. Is this a theme you're seeing in the market? It's absolutely the theme we're seeing. And of the two key areas that we have, which is setting up NetSuite as, a, as the key business repository, have all the good data in that you need and integration the third one that's fast coming up is automation and you've just touched on automation of integration but we're talking about automation of repetitive value well you know time consuming but maybe low value business one perhaps that need to be done but then if somebody has to do it it's not a great use of a of a person's time or skill set so if you can you know automate repetitive business tasks anywhere end-to-end throughout your entire business processes or within a system then that's what you should be doing and actually we are investing heavily into looking at how we can use ai and i would say ai because it's the thing that's now but really seeing what it can do and and specifically ChatGPT is what we're looking at now how can that be used and how can we look to integrate that through all parts of, a, of our tech stack for our customers and our customers' world. And there's so much that is, is available that it can do. It, it's, it's just really, it's like a Pandora's box. Now it's open, it's not going to go away. And we just really started to connect ChatGPT to NetSuite just to see what it can actually do. And some of the things are incredible. And there's something called AutoGPT just come along, not to muddy the water further, but that's connecting it real-time to the internet, to real-time data sources. I think these two combined are going to just change everything. I think at the moment it's trying to work out what that is. But for an example, it's inventory management. I mean, ChatGPT can 
you know, we've been doing some work on the moment and what we're trying to do is offer this. So it's coming and that's what we'll be able to start talking about to our customers. But things like you can analyze inventory level, you can anticipate demand and it'll do this for you. So you, yeah, you might have a supply demand application or the data in there, but as long as the data's there, this thing can go away and analyze that for you and give it to you in real time. Um, sales forecasting, looking at historical sales data or, you know, what's, again, going back to what we're talking about, bringing in the right data from, from your uh, in-store operation. Um, marketing, you know, looking at it, say, look, we had these people today, they've given us this detail. Let's create a, a personalized marketing plan for them. Let's target them with these products, these offerings on these days, seasonal it could be anything. So for us, those three are absolutely key. But but automation is, I think we've just seen the tip of the iceberg now, but there's no doubt it's not going to go away and it's not just a passing tech fad. For me, it's, it's the real deal. Well, Ian, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. And I, I think, you know, my takeaways from this are, are clearly that, uh, you know, inter- data integration is, is, is the table stakes in the modern world. You've got to be able Absolutely. to move clean data from one place to another in order to, uh, to play in the modern world. But the exciting frontiers are that ability to trigger automations on any side of the glass in the tech estate, uh, to augment those automations with uh, uh, with AI and to be able to do that uh, efficiently across those tech investments that our customers have made uh, so that they can maximize the value of that money spent. And uh, it's, it's been great talking to you and hearing your take on it. It very much validates uh, the view we're seeing out in the world. Any closing comments you'd like to make to, uh, uh, to, to, to those folks listening today? Just to say thank you very much for, for taking the time. I uh, really appreciate it. And, and just to your last point, really, it, it's getting the best out of your investments. And I, and I think it's not about spending more money. It's just about making sure that you can use the investments that you've made wisely and extract the right value out of them. But apart from that, no, I think it's been brilliant. So thanks again. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Ian. And uh, just to uh, remind everybody, uh, Ian Moore, founder and head of services at Excellent Zephyr here in the UK. Many thanks, Ian. Cheers. Thanks, Niels. Thanks for having me.